0: Hi everyone. Welcome back to Paranormal. I'm your host, Marie Adoranti, and joining me on the show today is my very special guest and longtime friend, Stephanie Simonelli. Hi. Welcome to the podcast, Stephanie. Thanks for having me. Yeah, anytime. Obviously, you know that even though you're a big huge baby that is scared <laughs> of all ghosts, <laughs> all things spooky. <laughs> Um, so we're in my very fancy studio right now and <laughs> um, we're obviously here to tell you ghost stories or paranormal stories. Um, on today's episode, I've got a few things I'm gonna go over. Um, but before I go over them, I actually just wanted to read one very specific email that I received uh, today. I just got it today at like 5:30 in the morning my time and I was super excited to get this message so, Uh, it's from a girl named Natasha and it says, hello Marie, greetings from England. Mm -hmm. So this is my very first email that I've gotten from anybody who's, yeah, who's not from North America. Like everyone else that's messaged me is... Most of the people are from um, the U.S. And then I've had a few people from our home in native land, Canada. And this is the first person I ever had from England. So it says, hello, That's Marie. Greetings from England. I know, right? Uh, greetings from England. This, I wanted to write in and tell you that I am really enjoying your podcast. I discovered it in November and have been working my way through the episodes. It's taking a while because I can only listen to them during the day. And when my husband is in the house. Otherwise, I get the heebie-jeebies <laughs> and find myself avoiding looking in anything reflective in case there's a ghost standing behind me. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly
1: <laughs> I didn't want to sit on the floor. I'd rather sit in the my That's against the
0: wall somewhere. You're fine. No, we're in the studio. You're fine. <laughs> the, I, the studio is my living room. And so <laughs> Natasha goes on to say, I love parent. Or oh, she calls herself Tasha or Tasha. I love paranormal stuff, but I have a tendency to freak out when it gets too real. I will write in again if I think of any experiences I've had that are worth sharing. I love the show and I'm looking forward to the next episode. Cheers, Tasha. P.S. I am also terrified of aliens to the point where I used to sleep with rosary beads on my bedpost to prevent abduction. This is what happens when you watch X files as an impressionable (laughs) teen. And I wrote back to her, I was laughing so hard and I was like, Oh my God, I used to sleep with a rosary under my pillow for the exact same reason. Yeah. I was so afraid that someone was going to abduct me. Well, because I was embarrassed, (laughs) but, um, but anyways, so that was, um, that was a really nice message from, uh, Natasha or Tasha. Um, and I just wanted to share it. It was completely self-serving, but was <laughs> I wanted to share it because it was the first one I ever got from somebody not in North yeah. America. And the UK, well, the UK has always been um, the like one of the three top countries that have been listening to my podcast like when I look at my stats. Um, and I wanted to I, well, I finally heard from somebody, so I was excited. It was exciting for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so today is um I want to say it's like a special episode, but it's it's like not like a special episode. <laughs> but it's like um I've I been, think
1: it's the scariest episode. And I've for me, been... it's the biggest chicken <laughs> doing this episode. I'm like, can we talk about something else? Well,
0: it'll be, it'll be perfect because then I get like a good reaction out of you. But um I've been teasing since the beginning of this podcast about a, a demon story that I have to tell. So I'm going to tell that story on the podcast today. And it just so happens that I had um, another girl write in to me um, yesterday about a demon story that she had. So I thought, well, that's perfect. Now I have something to coincide with mine. And then (laughs) um, I've got the top city for this week was a tie. So it was a tie between Tempe, Arizona And Phoenix, Arizona, I believe. Yeah, Phoenix, Arizona and Tempe, Arizona were um, the two top uh, cities this week. So I'm gonna, I have stories. um, I I picked two. I picked two short hauntings, one from Tempe and one from uh, Phoenix. And
1: then you, I have, my mom quickly told me, um, Of a story that she worked with somebody who has kind of a a creepy, short, short story. And then I was looking up the, I'm sure everyone's seen, well, maybe. I've never seen it. I don't advise. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Exorcist? Yeah. The true story behind it.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. Because I feel like a lot of people know that The Exorcist was a true story, but they don't know the story behind it. So I'm excited for you to tell that one.
1: That'll Mine be a was a bad experience. So in the sense, okay, I was 13. At a I remember when they re-released really? The Exorcist.
0: Do you not remember that? No. I remember no, I being at your parents' house. We were teenagers. We and did not, we not watch it. We did not watch it. But there was a commercial on the television <laughs> upstairs. And oh, your mom was the watching Emily Rose. No, The Exorcist, oh. when they re-released it. And your mom was like, oh, "I saw The Exorcist. I'll never see it again." Yeah. Like she was
1: so scared. No, it was at a sleepover. Uh-huh. I was thirteen? His I had house. No idea.
0: Yeah, you can drop names. I don't care.
1: <laughs> Whose house? We're at Leslie's house. Leslie Wilshire. Yeah. Oh, okay. She's so cute. And She's okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there were there was I don't know, ten of us. And yeah, were like we're oh, watching Exorcist, and I had no idea. Never heard of it before. I was like, "Oh, okay, sure." i couldn't sleep oh for my god like months without a light oh on my god. it was terrifying
0: oh my I don't god i think we
1: were 13 we we're probably younger than that i want to say like maybe nine or ten but I nine or remember. Ten. <laughs> What's the no shit. seriously i had no idea so i was like okay sure we're gonna watch a movie it's a sleepover <laughs> a bunch of girls and like i wasn't prepared for that Oh my! And God. I was so like upset when I went home because I was terrified. I've and never seen to that. And even to this to to this day, to see the face, like it yeah. makes me so sick to my stomach. Well, yeah, we were just like researching before we started this podcast,
0: and like a photo of it came up, and Stephanie was like threw her iPad at me and
1: was <laughs> like, "Get rid of this!" It's like she couldn't even look at it. I had to close it for her. It's terrifying. Like, I i never Just inside, seen that. like just bone chilling. It's I've never
0: seen it, and I don't want to. I don't. Why? I. I just. I'm all like, I'm all for a scary movie, and like my favorite horror movies are Paranormal Activity. Does like, it seem too real? I love the Paranormal Activity movies, but I think it's just that. But you don't see anything in those, right? Is are, is it those ones?
1: Yeah, like you don't like You see things move. move but you don't see anything. stuff
0: like that. Yeah, and like you see people get possessed or whatever, but like. But The Exorcist, I think it's just that for years and years, every single person that has seen The Exorcist, when they talk about it, every person that has seen it has told me to not watch it. They all say, do not watch it. And for me too, like when I watch a scary movie, I'm the type of person who like, I'll make Steven, like, stay awake until I fall asleep. <laughs> or, like, if I hear, like, even the slightest noise, I'll, like, shake him awake and be like, oh, my God, somebody's in the house. <laughs> like, like right after a scary movie. Don't watch it. No. Uh, yeah. I just have no desire to. It's, like, I I don't know. I know it's, like, a classic. And, like, I, I don't know. If anyone out there wants to tell me otherwise, like, make a case. I'm not guaranteeing that I'll watch it. But, like, plead your case. We'll it's see. It's just,
1: like, it just seems... Because so I think in the back of your mind, you know that it's a true story. That it's a true story, yeah. I, I think mean, that's what obviously, me up to. they play it up for Hollywood. Oh, for sure. But still, it's the thought is there. and
0: Well, like, to, to know, I don't know. The just, movie um, The Exorcism of Emily Rose was based on true events as well. Yeah. But again, I saw that one, and I thought, or and I went into it knowing that they also thought that she, like, that she was suffering from either schizophrenia or some other type of mental illness that was undiagnosed because she went to this Catholic school and they just automatically were like, oh, you're possessed, that's it.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, like, we're going to perform these exorcisms on you. And then she died. She Eventually she died. So I, I don't know if it was like a seizure disorder or if it was schizophrenia or if it mm-hmm. was something else, but regardless. Like that one voices, I did right? I think schizophrenia is, like, there's, like, a a spectrum. Like, there's, like, a lot of different things. But um, I just – that one I watched and I wasn't bothered because I knew that, like, the background was, you know, there's a mental illness aspect to it that they don't talk about in the the film. So I wasn't afraid to see that. But The Exorcist, I don't know. I'm just, like, I can't – I will not – I can't bring myself to watch it. I can't. Like, I won't. And it was – it's been on Netflix, like – I've just I can't watch it I would don't you know what it is watch it with Steve? he would never watch it with me why he will not watch horror movies with me even though they're my favorite genre so like <clears throat> so like on Halloween that's my one night a year that I'm allowed to watch a scary movie with him that's the only night of the year I say
1: this year you make it back
0: out of three six
1: no you just told me not to watch it. I know but I feel like you should like you're so into this paranormal <laughs> I feel like <laughs> you have to. I, um,
0: no, 364 days out of the year, I'm not allowed to watch scary movies with him. The one day a year, October 31st, he has to watch a scary movie with me. And it's always like a pussy scary movie. Like, <laughs> like last, like this year we watched. Yeah. Or like Scream. Like, ooh, I'm like, oh, I'm so fucking scared of fucking Ghostface. Like, I've seen the Scream movies like a million times. You've never seen Scream. No. What? Are you doing with okay, your I, life? But I don't
1: watch horror movies. I just watched this one. It's I like a slasher. I didn't know because <laughs> I. <did>. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason why I saw this one, like the worst one possible. I don't just sit like didn't, at home. I like, didn't know. Let's just watch a horror movie. I've I've definitely
0: watched horror movies alone at home. I think like I think that the reason why I'm like so obsessed with horror movies, or why I like watching them so much has to do with the fact that my parents were like super Roman Catholic. Mm -hmm. You're not allowed to watch that stuff. Like they would never let me watch it. So I remember when I was in like the eighth grade, I was like me and Leah, me and Leah Mm -hmm. Matina, we used to hang out a lot, like in like the sixth, seventh and eighth grade. And I don't remember like what fucking grade it was. It was probably (laughs) sixth, but like, I'm going to say the eighth, but whatever, not that it matters. Um, we would hang out at her house after school and she was allowed to watch movies. So like the first movie I ever saw was Halloween. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I think it was just because it was like forbidden. Like I wasn't allowed to watch it. And so now I'm like obsessed with that. Yeah. Yeah, Because my parents made it like such a like, no, you're never allowed to watch it. And like, even with the exorcist, my mom, my mom, um, Like with other scary movies, whatever, like when she found out I watched them, Mm -hmm. she would give me this disapproving look, like, oh Marie, great. Like you're gonna be fucking sleeping on the bedroom floor in my room tonight for sure. But she she like I'll never like she I remember she was like, Do never see the exorcist. Like, promise Mm -hmm. me you will not see the exorcist. So like I didn't, and I think like part of her fear too is that like if I watch it, I'm like inviting it to come to me or something. I don't know, but whatever. Like I won't, I won't watch it. But anyways, okay. So so you're going to talk about that, and you have an you have a story about aliens from your dad. Oh yeah, that you were yeah, going to yeah, tell too. That. Okay, I'll right? tell that one. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So you want to go first? You want okay, me to go first? Sure. So, the alien story. Yeah. Um, my dad was at my uncle's house with my brother. And they were just sitting outside in the backyard and, um, they set up in the sky. They could see three, he doesn't really know how to describe them. Like orbs, I guess. Sure. or Like light bulbs. Yeah.
0: Light and
1: balls. <laughs> <laughs> so they were just kind of watching these three, uh, let's call them orbs, three orbs. They were just together. And he said in like a blink of an eye, they all like shot in different directions like he said, it was way too fast to ever be any kind of plane. Oh it wasn't God. like a kid's, like, remote control plane or something <clears throat> stupid like that, right? He yeah. said never – and my dad is, like – it takes a lot for him to believe things. Yeah, yeah. Like, old school Italian, and, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's bullshit for things. Yeah, for But sure. this, like, he'll probably be like, oh, I don't know if it was an a- aliens or what it was. But he said he's never seen anything like that, like, shoot in –
0: Three, three different directions. Yeah, so three vast. different directions
1: so quickly. And he says, like I'll never like I'll never understood like stand what that was. And my uncle and my brother said the same thing. So it wasn't like just my dad. Yeah. So and at the time my brother was like twelve, so it's not like they were all drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was, like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah.
0: I remember when I was like with my friend Sarah, we were walking on like the beach, the beach strip, mm-hmm. you know. We're here. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it was like nighttime and we were just like, well, like dusk, I guess, or I don't know. It, we probably got there when it was like dusk and then it just got dark while we were walking and we looked up and we saw this light, like suit, like faster than a shooting star. A hundred percent was not a shooting star. Yeah. Really fast went That's one way they they and saw. then changed direction and went the other way, like super fast yeah. again and then just disappeared. That's and I wanted somewhat... to die. I was so fucking terrible. <laughs> How many was there? Just the one. one. Just lying in the app. And it was so fast that we were both like, Did, what? What? Like, what? Yeah. Like, we weren't like quite, quite sure if we actually
1: saw it. I know this is kind of like veering away from demons. No, it's like, okay. At the same time. Terrifying. Yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> and why are we the only ones...
0: You know, No, was, I know. That's so funny because I was just having this conversation with a girl at work today where we were like, the universe is literally infinite. It would be yeah, like extremely naive to believe
1: that we're that the we're only, ones. only
0: ones out there. Like, that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Um, all right, cool. Well, let's see. Which one should I do first? I guess what I can do first is I'll tell my story and then I'll tell um, Marissa's story. So Marissa wrote in about her demon story.
1: Does it say where Marissa's from?
0: Oh, I don't. Uh, yeah, she said they moved from California to Utah. Okay. So if she still, I think she still lives in Utah. Um, so I'll tell my demon story, then you can tell your mom's mm-hmm. story, then I'll tell Marissa's demon story, and then you can tell us about The Exorcist, and then we'll talk about, this is going to be a long one, mm-hmm. we'll talk about the Tempe, Arizona, and Phoenix, Arizona hauntings. Okay, so my demon story, so... I went to school with a girl and for privacy reasons, we'll call her Katie. So I went to school with this girl named Katie and she was, I was, I I would say at that point in time when she was in school with me, uh, she was my closest friend at school. So um, she lived in the dorm rooms there and she was from another city. I think it takes like probably two hours to get from where she's from to uh, school. So she lived on campus. And um, she's my closest friend there. She was a very like quiet girl, not much of it. Like she didn't like exaggerate or embellish stories a lot. I'm definitely like a louder personality, somebody who likes to be the center of attention. And she was always happy to kind of just like sit back and let me have the spotlight, so to speak. Like she was very like passive, chill, like didn't, never wanted to really draw attention to herself, was just like, really cool chick like super super chill super cool so um we hung out a lot and um one day she came back from she came to school and she had said to me I think my dorm room is haunted and she's like I don't know why I'm just getting like this really weird feeling that my dorm room is haunted and I was like like why like what gives you that feeling and she said that um she was, uh, her, no, her phone, her phone kept ringing like the dorm room phone. So have you ever been to like an apartment style Mm -hmm. residence before? So for anyone who's never been to an apartment style dorm room, it's two roommates. Um, they each get their own bedroom and they share a bathroom and a kitchen. So it's like a tiny little apartment. They, but they have their own bedrooms. Um, so Katie, uh, in the dorm rooms you have a phone that looks like a desk phone like picture like you're working in an office like a like a desk phone with like different lines and shit so anyways her phone kept ringing and the call display kept saying private number and the only two people that had her phone number for the dorm room Mm -hmm. was her dad and her grandfather and both of their numbers come up on call display. So every time she'd pick up the phone, she could tell that somebody was on the other line, but there was silence. There wasn't breathing. There wasn't anything. It, but she knew someone was there, but silence. So I was like, maybe there's a problem with the dorm's phones. Like maybe like a bunch mm-hmm. of people got these weird calls. Like who knows? She's like, yeah, maybe whatever. So the next day she comes to school and she's like, man, like I still think my room's haunted. And I was like, oh my God, like what else happened? Like did something else happen? And she said, yeah, um, you know, I was I was in bed and my roommate just got home and her roommate, <laughs> her roommate was from India and her roommate and her boyfriend had just broken up. So her roommate doesn't have like family here. She doesn't have friends. She was super depressed. And, um, you know, she'd been depressed about this breakup for a while. So Katie's in her room, her bedroom door is open. The roommate Let's call her Lara comes home. So Lara comes home and um, they say hi. Lara goes into her room and shuts the door. Katie immediately hears Lara like sobbing, like hysterical crying. So Katie thinks like, okay, obviously she's really upset about this breakup. Like I feel really bad for her, whatever. So then 20 minutes, half an hour goes by. Lara comes out of her bed. Now, Katie can see the bathroom from her bedroom. So when Laura leaves the bathroom, Katie calls her over and is like, are you okay? And um, Laura was like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, why? And so Katie was like, I just heard you like sobbing for like a half hour. And Laura was like, no, I wasn't. And Katie's like, are you sure? Like, I'm pretty sure I heard you like, like Mm -hmm. really upset. And Lara was like, like, if I was crying for half an hour, you would be able to tell, like, I I haven't been crying. And so Katie looked at her and was like, yeah, like, her face wasn't tear stained, no red, like, no puffiness, like, nothing. So she thought that there was a ghost. And I said, you know, it was pub night last night. Like, maybe there was just, like, a drunk girl walking Mm -hmm. around, like, crying. And Katie was like, yeah, but, like, it is definitely coming from her room. Like, maybe you're right, though. Maybe you're right. Whatever. Okay, cool. So then the next day, all hell breaks loose. Uh, She came. No, she wasn't in school the next day. She texted me and was like, my my dorm room's definitely haunted. Um, And I was like, what the fuck happened? So obviously I called her and I was like, what's going on? So what had happened was. She had gotten up from her bedroom to go make a tea in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Now again, in these apartment style residences, it's a it's a the kitchen's not that small, like it's pretty yeah. sizable for for a dorm room kitchen, but um, but it's 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 small, like it's a bit smaller. So there's a counter with like maybe like two feet of counter space, and then a sink, and then there's a shelf right above the counters. Mm-hmm. Um, and the shelf is like Smaller width-wise than the counters are. So the reason why I'm telling you this is because picture something falling off of the count ca- off of the shelf. Mm-hmm. It's going to land on the counter, mm-hmm. or it's going to land in the sink because it's smaller mm-hmm. than what's underneath it. Basically, so Katie makes herself a tea. She goes back to her room, and she had put like one of those Tetley tea, mm-hmm. like those like canisters, the mm-hmm. cans. She put it back up on the shelf. Also, it bears uh, to keep in mind that Katie was a vegetarian. So all of her food was separate from Lara's food and like her utensils, her cups, everything. She mm-hmm. kept everything separate. So her things were all kept on the shelf above the sink. Okay. Mm-hmm. Lara's were on the shelf above the countertops. So she puts her tea thing back up on the shelf above the sink and goes back to her room. And then she hears like a thud hit her bedroom wall and then hears something like hit the floor and then rolling. Mm -hmm. So she called out to Laura and was like, did you just throw something in the kitchen? And Laura's in her room and she's like, no. So Katie goes out to the kitchen and looks um, for what could have made the noise. And underneath her counter, she finds the Tetley tea can. Which is weird because if the tea can had fallen off the shelf, it would have fallen into the sink. There's no way for it to have flown across the kitchen, hit the kitchen wall, and then roll back underneath the counter. So Katie and Laura get really freaked out. They decide, like, we're getting out of this fucking room. So they they leave. They go out to the hallway. So or Katie had her cell phone with her. She called her dad. And while she was on the phone with her dad, Lara realizes she left her cell phone in the room. So she's like, I'm just going to go get my cell phone. Mm-hmm. So Lara goes into the room and, like, doesn't even make it all the way into the room, walks out backwards and turns around and looks at Katie. And Katie says that Lara is, like, for lack of a better term, white as a ghost. And... Uh, Katie kept asking her like what what happened what happened and Laura kept saying do not go in that room do not go in the room but Katie didn't listen and she went in the room and there was like it was as if like a big like hand just like went like like knocked over everything that belonged to, to Katie so and then she sent me a picture so like her cups were up on the shelf they They were all individual, like, lined up on the shelf. They ended up becoming stacked together somehow and put into her garbage can. Then there was a bowl under the sink or under, like, in their counters, like, in their cabinets or whatever. That was brought out onto the counter. A salt shaker was in the bowl with forks and knives kind of over top of the salt shaker to, like, so that she couldn't touch the salt. And, like, one of her cereal boxes was out. Just, like, a bunch of, of her shit, like, just everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, um, she left. Like, she fucking packed up and left. So, she <clears throat> she didn't have anywhere to go that night. I think she slept in the dorm that night with Laura. They stayed up all night, she said. The next day, caught the bus back to her hometown, called me, when she came back, she was like, I need someone to help me, like, get my shit out of my room. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So me and two guys from our program went to her room. We emptied her room out. We helped her move all of her shit out. So we got her out of there. And then um, her roommate kept... You weren't she-
1: terrified to go in?
0: I was scared. <laughs> I was really scared. I was, a- I was afraid something was going to follow me home. Oh, and that night that she told me the story, I had a dream that something was, like, sitting on my chest... And I couldn't see it, and I couldn't move, and I couldn't talk. And then I said, like, a Catholic prayer. And the second I said the prayer, in real life, my hand, like, went like this. Like, it whacked, and, like, like I don't know how to describe this to people like who are fascinated. But it backhanded Stephen in the head. And the whole time that I was dreaming, I was dreaming that he was beside me. And I was, like, sc- like trying to scream for him to help me. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't move. And then I said this Catholic prayer, and my hand just, like, whacked him isn't right in the head. Isn't that called
1: the sleep paralysis? Well, mean? it
0: could be, but sleep paralysis is more like you're awake, but like your, your body, body is still, yeah.
1: So, But I've also heard that that's, you can get the feeling of being like crushed. Like yes, you can. Or someone is yeah. sitting on you.
0: Yeah. But I was definitely asleep. Like this was definitely a dream, but it yeah. was terrifying. So then, um, <clears throat> so then her roommate kept saying like, please come back, please come back, please come back. And I think there was another part where Katie told me that like the roommate told her that she heard people like whispering in her ear while she was alone. And that, and a few times she would text Katie and be like, did you come home, to, did you come home today? Like, did you come back to the dorm room today? And Katie would be like, no, why? And she would be like, your cups were in the garbage can again. Like, I guess she like left a couple things there and like, Yeah, it was just fucked. So so she went to this lady who, like, lived in her dad's apartment building. And this lady's, like, a good family friend of theirs. And her dad was, like, she deals with shit like this all the time. I think she's, like, a medium or a psychic or something. So Katie went to her. And the girl was, like, have you been playing with, like, tarot cards or Mm -hmm. a Ouija board? And Katie was, like, yes, I was reading tarot cards. Like, I was reading Laura's tarot cards to her. And the girl was like, well, you've invited it in. Like, you invited it in. And Katie was like, but I used to play with tarot cards at my dad's all the time. And the psychic lady was like, yeah, but that's your dad's house. You can't invite them into your dad's house. He would have to invite them in. You've invited them into this place now. So... They had to have like the ceremony where she burned the tarot cards and then nothing ever happened to her after that. As far as I know, nothing happened to her after that. I did go with her. She looked for off-campus housing Mm -hmm. after that because she wanted to remain in the program. So we looked for, um, I went with her to like look at a bunch of apartments, a bunch of places. And this one time, holy, like this is when, this is when I knew she, I did, I believed her the whole time. The whole time I believed her, never did I doubt her. But this was when I realized, I I don't know if I was like, there, there was like not a shadow of a doubt in my mind after this next thing that happened. So she was looking for apartments. I went with her or houses, whatever. I went with her and, um, this one, this one lady, we went, she loved the, she loved it. She loved everything about it. It was a shared house. So she got her own room and like the house was shared and, um, It was awesome. It was, like, within walking distance to the school. Everything was fine. So at the end, like, literally the very end, we're standing in, like, the living room with the house owner, Katie, and me. And we're all standing there. And the house owner was, like, talking to Katie about, like, the rent, the utilities, like, important things. And I looked at her and just her face was like completely glazed over. Like she was not home. Like Katie, like no one was home. Like Mm -hmm. she was not listening. Whatever this lady was saying, not registering, something Mm -hmm. was going on. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with her? So finally, like I could tell that the landlord was like concerned because she's like having this conversation and just like no lights are on. So I said to her, I'm like, Katie, are you okay? And then she kind of snapped out of it and was like, yeah I can't live here and then we were like beg your pardon and she's like I can't live here there's a Ouija board over there like literally the like saw a Ouija board yeah. and like I guess like whoever lived in that house had a Ouija board out and it was just like the box right so like the board was in the and then the landlord's like you don't believe in that stuff do you and she was just like yeah. And uh, like, yeah. I'm not living here. Like, I will not live here. And the landlord was just like, oh, I'll take this. Like, I'll just put it in the drawer and there you go. It's it's not here. Yeah. And she was just like, like, she know. <clears throat> just to watch her demeanor go from like, so excited, so bubbly, so, so happy to finally have found a place that was perfect in every mm-hmm. single way for her to like, comatose almost mm-hmm. at the sight of a Ouija board. And like, she definitely wasn't doing it for attention because she was, like, trying to have a conversation with this woman, but you could just tell, like, there, like, something was going on.
1: For host, You're not doing something where you're trying to like, get attention. Right?
0: She needed, and she need needed was in place. desperate, like, yeah. she was in desperate need. So, like, that's oh, it was fucked, and that's when I was like, oh, fuck. And well, then, that's
1: kind of how the exorcist started, they oh, say. It was a Ouija, Ouija board. board, right? Yeah. yeah,
0: that's what I thought. But, um, yeah, I don't know, and then I don't know whatever happened like we kind of i think she moved she moved to australia for a bit um and then um we kind of lost touch but i reached out to her not that long ago and i was like let's go for coffee because like i wanted to see her again because i miss her she was like the, she was such a cool chick like i really really liked her but that was that's the only story i have But mm. the day mom's pretty creepy i know mm.
1: That's it. I wouldn't even go back in for my cell phone. I'd be like, screw this. Yeah, bye. I, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't be like, let me just Excuse grab me. my cell phone a couple. Of th- no, I oh just.
0: My god. Also, no. sorry, everyone, for my coughing and clearing of the throat. I'm just getting over a flu. So deal with that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it.
1: So I don't know what you want to talk about next. Well, what do you want to do, your mom's story well, or the exorcist? Well, my mom's story is just like really, really short. Okay. So I'll just quickly say it. Um, so she had sent it to me in a text. I hope my phone doesn't die. So it says, uh, a man I worked with knew Kyle Upton's father. So Kyle, um, he founded, so there's this fort, um, this battle fort in Niagara Falls called Fort George. Um, and it's supposed to be haunted. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyways, uh, he told, he told me on, oh no, sorry. It's okay. Where'd it go? What have you done? Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, he found Fort George in Niagara. So he told me the one rainy, foggy night, um, that his dad was driving through town. He saw a soldier in full period uniform, and so he thought it was one of the young, um, one of the young guys dressed up to give tours around this fort. He does part of the ghost tours. So he yelled at him, "Hey, buddy! Like, you want to ride?" And the soldier just completely ignored him and just, like, vanished. Like, totally disappeared. Into thin air. Yeah. I
0: don't know it's if it's stuck. true or not. But I believe it. <clears throat> I've seen it's a ghost weird. van. I'm like, sure I've stopped. been
1: to Fort George and I've done the ghost tour. <clears throat> and it's really creepy. I haven't seen anything, but I feel like I close myself off to it anyways. Yeah, for sure. Like, I know my mom's heard, like, things But she is totally open to that. Like, she, like, looks for things and wants something to happen where I'm, like, hiding behind somebody. We were talking, like, we were on the phone with your mom.
0: We had dinner tonight. So while we were at dinner, we called her mom to see if she had any other good stories. And her mom was, like, oh, at Fort George, like, with my nieces, I was um, sitting on a bench. And we both heard, like, or all three of us heard, like, somebody talking. Like, we could hear people talking. Fucked up. (laughs) <laughs> All right. I'm going to read um, our listener Marissa's story now. So this is a good one. It made me a little bit sad, Marissa, but um, thank you so much for sharing it. So she says, hey, Marie, my name is Marissa and I've just recently discovered your podcast and I love it. I love listening to ghost stories and I love how funny you are. Marissa, can I just like take a quick aside and say thank you for calling me funny because... <laughs> Not a lot of people think I'm funny. A lot of the times I'll say to my husband, I'm funny, right? And he's like, Yeah, you're funny. Like, he doesn't think I'm funny at all. My friends are super funny, and I'm just like the not funny one. No, so you're funny. no I know yeah. funny. <laughs> okay, back to Marissa. So, I have a few stories that I decided I'd like to share. Sorry if it's too long. It wasn't. I'll have to start with a little backstory, though. About 12 years ago, we moved from California to a smaller town in Utah. It's a very nice house and a lot of fun, but my mom always thought something was a little off. About a year into living here, she said that she had seen the half-human, half-goat demon at the end of our hallway. That's fucked. We saged the house every week after that because it really scared her. Uh yeah, I wouldn't be doing just sage. sage I'd, I'd be, be calling a priest. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be packing my shit and going. Oh, I'd be calling. I a priest. Just, well, let me get some sage. You can't just. This is the thing. People are always like, if I ever saw a ghost or a demon,
1: I'd fucking pack my bags. and I leave. would. Uh, there's no question. You, I, I would, if you own a house, you so can't just. You can't. Well, I'd get someone else to do it. I'd be out of there. <laughs> you get someone else to do what? Back <laughs> go. But, like, picture this. They just moved from
0: California to Utah.
1: I'd, I Where are they going to go? I'd find somewhere. Where? A
0: hotel. Oh, yeah, but what if there's somebody that doesn't have money for a hotel? Like, I live paycheck to paycheck. I'm a single mom. I've, I, I <laughs> can make my rent or mortgage payments, and that's it. Like, a lot of people say, like, I'll just pack my shit and leave. And I get that because I'm somebody who has the luxury of being able to just pack my shit and go to my parents' house because my parents live a five-minute drive away from me. And they would welcome me and Steven and our animals in with open arms. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people don't have that, right? Right. So when when people say, like, oh, they're fucked. Like, I would never, I would never stay. I would never stay. I, I'm always like, oh, fuck. Like, some people literally don't they have a choice. To, right. okay. You don't have a decision. But I
1: have the choice and I'd be able to.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, no. I 100% am <laughs> with you on that. <clears throat> Anyways, a few months later, my dad suffered with depression and he became abusive to my mother and sister. Never me. He had never been like this, and it really scared us. Along with being abusive, he became an alcoholic, making him terrifying to be around, which made me sad because he was my best friend. Mm-hmm. I know, I, feel, I felt That's really, really sad, sad when I was reading this. Fast forward another year, and my parents split on Halloween night, and a month after that, my dad committed suicide in our house. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. I have a belief that the demon my mom saw that night had something to do with my dad's depression because he had never been that way ever. Probably. I've heard of that. I've heard of that many times. About a year and a half later, my mom got remarried. As soon as my now stepdad moved in, a lot of activity started up. Mainly to me, though. The very first thing to happen was I was home alone doing homework, and I remembered hearing the guitar in my sister's room making noise. Not music, but noise. The same noise my dad used to make with the guitar. He even told me that when he died, he was going to come back and haunt me. More as a joke. More as a joke. (laughs) Uh, What? (laughs) Sorry. As a joke, Stephanie. (laughs) But now it became real. The next summer, my little brother was born and that's when stuff really picked up. Every night that summer, I would wake up at exactly 3.03 in the morning.
1: Oh, I'm going to wake up at 3.03. I'm going to
0: be like, where are you, bitch? <laughs> and, so- and something would happen. I'm gonna text
1: you. Don't. Call Don't you. wake me up.
0: <laughs> Don't wake me up at 3.03. <laughs> Maybe it's like the band 3.03, you know? Like those DJs. they like DJs of some? Okay. Anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry. My closet. Oh, listen to this. Okay. Oh God. At three oh three in the morning, and something would happen. Oh God. My closet would open, open. Okay, I'm sleeping off. alone tonight. Oh, are you? You can yeah. sleep here. You can no, sleep I over. Can't yeah. sleep it's, okay. It's, okay. it's okay. Just wake up really early and go home. You have your mother in law. Oh, yeah. You're fine. She's probably she got some like you. Indian kind of <laughs> that she can do and protect you guys. <laughs> so. Okay. Uh, my closet would open. I'd hear footsteps dragging along the carpet to my closet. Nope. My cat would growl at the closet. Needless to say, I was terrified of my closet. <laughs> wow. I get rid of a cat too. No. <laughs> I also remember the feeling of being watched a lot, and In one instance I woke up and saw two shadows walk up to the front door. My room was right next to the front door so I could easily see who was there. So as soon as I saw these shadows, I wondered who was here at three in the morning and got up. I looked out my window and looked at the front door and no one was there. I was pretty freaked out. After a month of things constantly happening, I finally moved into my sister's room for a little bit because I was so scared. Nothing happened for a couple of months, so I decided to give it another shot and went back. Luckily, nothing happened for a year or two in my room, but other places. Once, I was watching my little brother play. He was about two years old. He was across the room, and I was sitting next to one of those baby saucers that they can sit in and spin around to play with all the toys. I just remember this saucer thing just being violently pushed a couple inches away from me, and there was no way one of us did it. One night, we had a party, and there was a lot of drinking and a lot of weird, unexplainable things happening throughout the night. But the biggest thing was that my stepdad got possessed. I don't know if you believe in possession. Yeah. But after this night, I now do. His eyes looked like cat eyes and they were yellow. His voice got deeper and scratchier. He was threatening my mom, saying he was going to kill her and wow. her baby. It was pretty terrifying. Where's she from? She, this was in Utah. Okay. We were able to get it out of him and he was too nervous to even have another sip of alcohol for a long time afterwards. After all of this, my grandma came over and blessed our house many times, and I haven't seen anything since, but I do have feelings of my dad being there all the time. I do believe he is responsible for some of the weird things, but not all of them. One thing my cat still does, though, is growl at the closet like something's in there. Fuck that. I hope this wasn't too long, and I hope it was even interesting. It was, and it, or it wasn't too long, and it was interesting, if you want to use it on the podcast, then go ahead. You are super awesome. Keep it up. You're awesome. Thank you.
1: <laughs> I would
0: not be okay
1: just being like, oh, just my cat growling
0: at the closet. No, thank God, my cat's never done that. Abby has barked at like empty rooms before. Yeah, but I think it's just my grandpa. Oh wow. Yeah. Fucked up.
1: I'm gonna like wake up at three or three. You're and not I stare at my closet. I'm gonna call your ass. <laughs>
0: Don't. <laughs> Don't. I'm going to put my phone on do not disturb mom. <laughs> Fuck you.
1: Oh my God. All right. So for anyone who's actually seen The Exorcist. So everyone except for me. Except for Marie. <laughs> Even this song. So I'm going to play it for me no. too. Okay, fine. What? No, it's not, I don't know. It's, I'm not scared. <laughs> it's the song. The song is creepy in itself. Okay. I hope there's no ad before it.
0: We'll just cut that out if we have to, but go ahead. Yeah. I know. I don't like the creepy song. I don't know what this Do you know song, what it is? No, but like still.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, it's creepy. Yeah. I'm not a fan. Okay. You can close it now. Does it really bother? You? Yeah. Just because like, I feel like even just like recording this, I feel like I'm like inviting something and like, okay. I'm not. Like, I'm not inviting anything in. You're not allowed in here, by the way. Like, we're just... Yeah. It's okay. So, My
1: house has been blessed. I've got a rosary. I can But, see this movie, but like... that song's like an actual song. It's not supposed to be scary. like a scary song. It's oh, okay. actually like an orchestra. Okay. And um, they just obviously used it for the movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it just it sounds creepy because yeah. you associate that song with, with the movie. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so <laughs> the true story... They say is rolling Dough, which makes me so I don't want to laugh
0: at it because now I feel like they're like, oh, you think it's funny? Oh, okay. like, I'm like, Why it's so voice? Sorry.
1: Okay. So it just says it all happened in the late 1940s, which is pretty... A long Recent. Time of... well, really? I feel like it's a long time. I ago. would have thought this would have been something from like the early 1800s. Oh, but then... no. I thought this was really? earlier than no. the 40s. I thought it was, okay. I thought it was like the 70s. In my mind, it's like, wow, this just happened. Okay. So Go it was on. a 14 year old boy um, who was a victim of, well, I guess, being possessed. Um, so the origin of the claims. So it says, in the mid 1940s, In mid-1949, several newspaper articles printed anonymous reports of an alleged possession and exorcism. The source of these reports is thought to be the family's former pastor, Luther Schultz. Yeah. According to one account, uh, a total of 48 people witnessed this exorcism. Shit. Yeah. So, um, it says this boy was born into a German family. And he lived. He was the only child, and it says he depended upon adults in his household for playmates, primarily his aunt. Um, And then here it says his aunt, who was a spiritualist, introduced Roland to the Ouija board. Fuck off. This was in Germany. Interest in it. Yes. Why do I? No, sorry. I was going to say. No, 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 sorry. No, no, not Mexico. Um, (laughs) Maryland. Maryland. Yeah.
0: And it says it
1: was Mexico. Whatever. There probably could have been one. There well, too. whatever. <laughs> Go on. Um, there could have been one. <laughs> yeah, there could have been. I mean, yeah. So it says, after his aunt's death, uh, the family experienced strange noises, furniture moving on its own, um, flying objects, or levitating when the boy was nearby. Oh, fuck off. That's yeah. scary. So the family turned to the pastor uh, for help. And then uh, he arranged for the boy to spend the night in his home in order to observe him. So, That's not creepy at all. Yeah. So I guess this priest witnessed um, the same thing, like objects moving, furniture moving by themselves. And then, so he, this priest called the boy's parents and told them to see a Catholic priest. Um, so he underwent a number of exorcisms Edward Hughes, a Roman Catholic priest, conducted an exorcism on Roland at Georgetown University Hospital. During the exorcism, the boy, alleged, slipped out of his hand restraints, broke a bed spring from under his mattress, and used it as a weapon. She slashed the priest's arm, resulting in the exorcism ritual being halted. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... They got two priests involved, so they uh, went to visit him, where they allege visited the bed shaking, flying objects, and the boy speaking in a guttural voice. So I think that part is probably where Hollywood played it out. Yeah. To make it more creepy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for sure. I do believe there's actually pictures of this Roland guy know, I'll put them online. Right I don't want to see them because I don't know if they're okay. going to be like creepy or just. Right a regular up? Um, regular. Keep talking. Now. <laughs> um, so they brought. So they actually took them to a hospital. Um, after that, where they did another exorcism. Why is it always like a religious thing? Why is it not medical? You well, know what I mean, right? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you think it would be medical? Right, and like, also.
0: I, I just um. I I want to know what like an exorcism entails. Yeah, I'm not like I, what I do like, and I don't. <laughs> because is it just like what's prayers? Yeah. like what is it? Because people talk about like, oh yeah, we're just like we're gonna perform an exorcism.
1: But like, is there like a stage one? You do this stage right? two? Like, I don't understand
0: because and they're like it's you mean. don't just
1: perform an exorcism. Yeah. Like people are like you can't just. You could just perform an exorcism, like,
0: that's fucked up. Like, you need to, right, and I'm thinking, like, what's so fucked up about the exorcism? Like, as far as I, like, in movies, obviously, is the only thing I have to really compare it to. Mm -hmm. It's just,
1: like, prayers. But I don't know, maybe obviously I'm wrong, because there must be something more than that. But anyway, So there was a third priest to assist in this exorcism, Mm -hmm. and they said um, they saw seen words such as evil and hell um, on the boy's body. He looks terrifying. Okay, don't even show okay, him, please. go on. Um, so, this priest told the reporter that after the rite was over, that the boy just went on to lead a regular life. How do you lead a regular life after that? Oh, my God. Are you looking at pictures? Yeah, I'm done. I'm not looking at them
0: anymore. And you don't want to watch the movie after? No, I definitely don't. That's fucking terrifying. Okay, I'm not, I'm not sleeping to tonight.
1: Are you for real? Is that yeah. scary? Yeah. Scarier than the movie? No, don't show me. I, I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> Scarier than what Like movie? The, the girl in the movie, The Exorcist. You, su- you I saw I think that it's face.
0: scarier because it's it real. It looks more
1: real. Okay. It's not as
0: gory. I will not be seeing that. It's not as gory, but it's scarier. Yeah. I'm not going to let. Steven has um gotten into this habit of, Staying up so late that he passes out on the couch in the basement. He will not be doing that tonight. He will be sleeping in the bed with me because I am terrified
1: right now. <laughs> Sorry,
0: no, it's fine. Um, God damn it! <laughs> fucking this fucking podcast. I have to sleep alone. I cannot. Okay. I cannot. No. At least I have Abby, my dog, and like Hank, my cat, with me. I'll bring
1: Diesel inside.
0: Yeah, I would definitely diesel my inside. dog. I Would definitely bring the dog in. Which I just feel you should always have him inside.
1: No, he has a house outside.
0: And he it has heated. heated. I know, I know. And in
1: the summertime, he has an air condition. But why do not he nine, inside? Then? Because Amon doesn't like the fur all, all over the place. Fine. But nine out of ten times when we go outside, he's not even in his house because it's too hot in there.
0: Yeah, I know. He's I like know. laying in the snow. <clears throat> like Aw, oh, little buddy. But
1: no, he actually, when the temperatures this week were like minus 35. Oh, you over. brought him in. Yeah, yeah. You told me that. But um yeah, I Sorry. continue on. No, it's just and then oh, they yeah, just lead to say live. that um yeah, he led a normal life and that's where the movies came from. So Jeez. So the Exorcist movie, obviously that came out in nineteen seventy three. Actually, funny story, my mom said she went to go see it with my dad and her sister and her brother in law, and she said people were throwing up in the movie theater yeah. because it was <clears throat> so scary. Yeah, I heard that.
0: And gory. Yeah, I heard that. So. Oh. About back in the day.
1: Yeah. And then there was another uh, documentary film made in 2010, The Haunting," "The Haunted Boy, Secret Diary of the Exorcist, no, I'm where like a group of investigators traveled to the location. So I feel like I read somewhere where you can go to the house that all this actually happened. Why? Into the boy's room. Cause Why? Because... People do crazy things. Why do people jump out of planes? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mom. I don't know why. I just. Oh, uh, God. Maybe if you're like a median or you just want to. I'm just s- like terrified too of like when I
0: listen back to this episode that I'm going to hear something in the background that like wasn't us. Okay, yeah. Like I'm just so afraid now. Why did I do this episode? <sighs> okay. All right. Off the topic. Okay, we ready? <laughs> okay. It's a so, long one. Oh
1: fuck, I know. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I think the last episode was the one with Brendan, and I feel like it was just about as long as this one. Okay. So we'll, we'll be okay. Um, okay. So uh so again, this one is from okay, so Tempe and uh Phoenix tied. When I looked at a map, your your cities are pretty much like next door to each other, I feel. Um, but you know what? I've You've got your own respective names. So we're going to give you both. We're going to give you both a story tonight. So from Tempe, I chose Trails Store on Mill Avenue. So this is a store. Anybody live near Mill Avenue? <clears throat> Does anyone live near Mill Avenue who wants to write into my podcast and tell me everything you know. Um, but. I was going to say. How many
1: people right now are Googling Mill Avenue in Tempe, Arizona? I don't know. I guess, like, <laughs> the
0: last episode had, like, s- almost 700 people listen to it. So, I guess 700 people. <laughs> um, so, okay, let's see. Okay, so, the yeah, the trail store on Mill Avenue um, from Tempe, Arizona. Now, I picked this one because... Every time I do a hometown haunting, is what I call them. So every time I do a hometown haunting, it's always either a fucking hotel or a restaurant. Every time. And I found so many restaurants and hotels in Tempe, and I was like, mm, this is the only one that like breaks the mold, so we'll go with this one. So the building used to be a Mountain Bell Phone Company building. Early in the 1900s, a young woman who worked for the company committed suicide on the second floor of the building near the bathroom. The lower level is occupied by a part of the trail's retail store chain, but the second floor stood empty for years. There were footsteps reported coming from the upstairs when the second floor was gutted and empty. There have been reports of the young woman wandering the stairwell and standing in front of the locked door to the first floor, which has since been boarded over and covered up. There was a photo booth that used to be in the store, and they actually had to remove it because the machine would take pictures when nobody was in the booth. That's crazy. When the pictures were developed, they would show nothing except for a bright white ball of light, um, whether or not somebody was in the booth. Wow. The doors of the offices and bathrooms on the first floor are often heard opening and closing when no one is near them. And employees and customers over the years have reported a strange feeling when in the store. Some people will refuse to be left alone in the store after dark. I would refuse. Yeah. Ain't no way in hell. Um, I just remembered that Stephen's mom has a story about um, the grocery store that she worked at in her hometown. And I'm going to have to ask her to write it to me so I can read it. So that's the trail store on Mill Avenue from Tempe, Arizona. (laughs) okay now the next one this one was my favorite so this one is from phoenix and it's the story of jojo's alley so tucked in the middle of phoenix is a small street with asphalt paving and lined with oleanders that are shaped over the alley like a tunnel Not much happens in the day, but at night, uh, this is when everything happens. Because of the lack of lights and the creepy oleanders, the drive is told to be a scary one. Some of the ghostly claims are of strange lights chasing your car and the sound of pounding hands hitting the top of your car as you drive down.
1: Fun drive.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Others have reported seeing ghostly figures in the alley as they travel past the oleanders. I've not been down this alley at night, but it's on my to-do list. This is coming from a website called echoesofthesouthwest.com. So it's
1: on this lady's to-do list. Why would you want to do that? Uh, Because why wouldn't you? That's like going into that boys who (laughs) possess. Yeah, I know. know. And then I found another one,
0: another website. Basically, it says the same thing. When you're traveling down the alley, you'll be chased out by strange lights. You can hear as noises as if somebody's pounding their hands on the top of your car. Um, It's just north of Glendale and it's actually a half mile east off Central, east of Central off 7th Street. The street is East Circle Street. It is lined with oleanders that form a tunnel of sorts and it does make it very creepy when driving down at night. And then somebody commented on it. And this guy named Daniel commented, and he said, "Me and a few friends of mine drove through the alley. When we entered the alley, nothing happened. Passing through to exit JoJo's alley, we saw a white face staring at us through the bushes. Wow. Followed by my friend in the back seat screaming and seeing a figure running after my vehicle. I floored out of the alley and have never been scared in my so scared in my entire life. Definitely will take another visit soon. LOL." <laughs> And that's it. Thank you. Hmm. Consider yourself lucky the first time. I know, right? Like, God. I'm just looking up what oleanders are because I wasn't quite sure. But they're just these, like, really nice bushes. Flowers. With flowers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very pretty. And that's it. That's it. That's
1: it. That's all. I know. Everyone sleeps well tonight. I'm not going (laughs) to fucking sleep tonight (laughs) now.
0: I'm so afraid. Now I have to go, like, tell Stephen. I have to drive
1: home. And I have to go
0: alone. <laughs> I know, but I have to go tell Steven and be like, hey, can you come to bed now? And he's going to be like, I told you not to do that fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he's such an old Whatever. Man. Everything like...
1: I think the thing that scares me the most is the whole exorcism. I know. I
0: don't want to talk about but it
1: anymore. But it's just, it, they totally play it up for Hollywood. Hollywood, I know. But still, it's very scary. I know. You just, you saw that thing. That was Ugh, your fault. God, why I know. It, it was like, my I'm going to Google this his picture. I didn't think it would be, like, so. Real? Looking. Real looking. <laughs> I could only, like, I don't have my glasses on, but I could just, I could tell you were looking at a picture. I couldn't see what the picture was, but it was black yeah. and white, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes it even more, like. <sighs> legit all right well that's it that's
0: all everyone thanks for tuning in
1: just wanted
0: to uh let you or remind you to rate and review and subscribe to this spooky spooky podcast um i would appreciate it and um if you're going to rate it like rate it as five stars because why wouldn't you and
1: <laughs> you can, if you're driving home, don't look in your rear view mirror and back seat. fucking drive. Just get home. <laughs> and if you're in bed, put the covers over your head oh, and don't move. Fuck. and Sweat. Oh, my God.
0: Um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Splendora underscore. Uh, or you can email me. My email is at Arantiam at gmail.com. And you can tell me your creepy or paranormal stories. Also, it doesn't just have to be ghost stories. It could be like weird creatures like the chupacabra or alien stories are cool. Bigfoot, who knows? You can tell me anything. I'll read it. Believe me. And that's it. Stay spooky. Bye. Bye.